calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover. And you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. I'm Destin Legary, and joining me today is CJ Gibson. What's up? Fran Mirabella. Hey, Guardians. And Sean Finnegan. Hello. <laughs> if you're listening to the audio what? version of the show, thank you. If you have some time, please take a moment to leave a review as it helps us grow. By the way, on that front, quick shout-outs to Deadwolf, ICN Ba, Hello Adam, and Stacks for the recent five-star reviews. Now, about the show. Today we'll be discussing the Destiny 2 ESRB rating from a father's perspective, how we feel about Iron Banner choosing Mayhem Clash, and our thoughts after a PC tease from Activision's Eric Hirschberg. But first, here's the news. In Destiny 2 news, Activision's Hirschberg said that pre-orders for the sequel are tracking amongst the top in Activision's publishing history, but more importantly, they talked about the content pipeline. They believe that they're going to be able to keep up with demand for the sequel with a stream of great content to keep pace with user engagement. It sounds like we'll have plenty to talk about regularly for the sequel. On the Destiny 2 PC front, they said that they are committed to delivering meaningful features that are bespoke to the PC community and to expect more on the May 18th reveal. We're not sure what he's teasing, but we have some theories in today's full episode of Fireteam Chat. On the Destiny 1 front, if you saw a tweet saying that Activision is adding something to Destiny 1, that is not correct. Activision slipped up during their earnings call saying new content would be coming to Destiny 1, but they confirmed with IGN and later on Twitter that they misspoke and confirmed that Age of Triumph is the last update to the original Destiny. Iron Banner is back, and it is mayhem this week, running from May 9th at 10 a.m. Pacific until the 16th at 2 a.m. Rewards include the Clever Dragon Pulse Rifle, Silver Dread Machine Gun, Chest, and Leg Pieces. If you listen early enough, Xur has a 95% Twilight Garrison Chest for Titans, that is Int Dis, 93% Void Fangs for Warlocks, and 87% Don't Touch Me's alongside a Mita Multi-Tool. The May 18th reveal is just 13 days away, and I am ridiculously excited. Stay tuned to IGN for more soon. So let's jump back to the bespoke PC features that they're discussing. So I talked to James Duggan, a resident PC player, 
who's going to be playing a ton of Destiny on PC. Uh, he said mods were the first thing that came to mind and not like – flying around to Superman, more like UI mods, DPS meter, macros, FOV slider, on-cap frame rate, keyboard chat, linking items in chat. Uh, I brought up Forge. What do you guys think about that? Even from the field of view perspective, Fran, you and I were talking about this, for something like Trials, yeah. you're gonna be, you can literally see all the way around your body at all times. Yeah, for people with those ridiculous setups, that is one advantage to PC, or even if you just have a widescreen mm-hmm. monitor, you can just see more of the map. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, that's where we were talking previous weeks. Like, PC is just a different beast. We can't expect it to be the same thing. I, the only caveat I have is like, I don't know that that makes it a bad thing. I heard kind of both tones. I heard one side of like, oh no, it's going to ruin the game and change it and they're going to focus on PC and it's going to become an eSport and nobody actually said that, but I sort of heard it in the back of my head. And then, yeah, I think the other side is it's great to have this new playing field. That's how well, I feel. Why would it be a problem if it was an eSport? Well, we had previously talked a little bit about how it might be a bad thing if, at least in my perspective, if Bungie has to independently balance PC as a platform versus Xbox and PlayStation 4. That's all. Well, Activision yeah. does... Like, like, in and of itself, it's not a bad thing. No, you're right. The balancing act is yeah. actually... that is. But like we talked point. about how even without PC in the equation during Destiny 1, that it was problematic that they didn't independently balance PvE and PvP. Mm-hmm. And that already caused a problem for a lot of people. If they have to throw in PC, which, as Fran said, is a totally different beast, it may throw the balance into even more whack. May. But you're saying you want them to keep the balance the same between PC and console? I mean, I don't – I personally don't like the idea of knowing as an Xbox player that PC players are playing essentially a different game. Right. Mm -hmm. They would be. They would have totally different meta for that product. I mean, depending on the mods, right? Like, So let's be clear up front. There was a little bit of discussion on one of the episodes where we talked about mods – uh, in the past uh, on YouTube. Yeah, you brought up macros. Yeah, like mod is just short for modification. That can mean any sort of things. It can mean like a slight change to how your UI works or uh, a script that allows you to switch guns faster or in a particular way. It could also be, like you pointed out, GTA mods, which are essentially entirely different games that modify the... So- the whole game systemically from the ground up. I mean, that one gets me the most excited because, you know, we're going to see Destiny uh, movies now. They're going to be easier for users to create because they can just rip the – they'll figure out how to get the character models out of there. I think the one in recent memory that was most locked down was like uh, Injustice. But people got stuff out of there. Eventually, they were able to swap in character models on other characters. It, it was uh, – it was really, really interesting to see just how much the PC community can do. Yeah, it's now, we're talking about sorry. game. Sorry, Sean, we're talking That's about right. game changing stuff here, like uh, UI, DPS meter, macros. Um, that stuff would be really cool. That would be helpful. It wouldn't necessarily be a negative, in my opinion. I mean, it depends on the context in which you're playing, right? So for esports, mods and stuff are really contained because the primary goal of an esport or a competitive game is that the balance is. Uh, no one's at an advantage, right? So, like, you have to have, like, a balanced competitive playing field. And so, for instance, one of the old mods in Counter-Strike was this, like, cartoony mod, which had, like, players had really big heads and super long noses. (laughs) And it made it so that, like, if you were using that skin set, you could see an enemy who was hiding behind a box because his nose was huge. (laughs) And it's like, you can see his nose sticking out. And that puts you at an advantage Mm -hmm. uh, that, in an esports sort of sense would be unfair so, so they i mean would, they like would, they would they figured out ways to balance that stuff out though. yeah what i mean is 
in, in a competitive environment, that kind of stuff has to be really tightly controlled. But like, if you're just creating private matches, you want to have fun with your friends and go crazy with all these crazy mods, like that would be really cool. So one note on this quarterly earnings thing for all all you guys to know is that Activision was bringing home the esports genre and how like they see the future for Activision being in this esports division. They they think. Uh, uh, Digital players are going to be seen like football stars, and they already kind of are being with, like, Dota and LoL. And uh, they kind of want to break into that realm, and they're kind of doing it with Overwatch right now. Mm. So I think Des- – I, I would not be surprised at all if Destiny also got their foot in the door. Yeah. They kind of tried it with Rift when Rift was revealed, and they did that Red Bull-sponsored thing where they had teams compete. Yeah. And uh, they had uh, private matches. I feel like they were putting their toe Destiny in the water players, yeah. you know, to see what it was like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think now that it's on PC, mm-hmm. it has all the opportunity to be that. But that also what I would say is it does not take away from what I think we've seen is a huge casual but hardcore broad. It's got a huge depth of an audience, um, everyone from kids to adults to everyone in between. And I think, again, I try to look at it that way. There might be this esports conversation happening. But actually, if you look at Overwatch as a, a decent example, it's not like, uh, right, they're not balancing it just for PC and it's breaking the console or anything like that. So far, that hasn't happened, right? CJ, you not lo- that I know of. I'm not yeah, a de- I, I don't, I'm not a I deep Overwatch play player. Overwatch, uh, I, I, think, I think they are balancing console and PC separately for Overwatch. That was uh, I don't know about that. Well, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I've heard and because I'm not an Overwatch player. Yeah, I just Call in a consult from James Duggan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think that's the issue to me. I don't want it to be a situation where if I potentially want to swap between the two of them that the PC one is dramatically different. Mm-hmm. That's an issue. And I don't think it will be. It'll just be meta because you're going to have different yeah UI i was going to say it's going to be dramatically different because you're going up against a completely different beast really yeah. you are with, with the audience that's playing but if the game speed changes or they start doing different things like yeah that, that's what it's like to be able to go back and forth between them i hope it's not dramatically different. sticky nades will be just oh, as bad. Just don't as worry <laughs> now, tracking will be a hundred percent accurate additional tracking pc only <laughs> i mean i have a little bit of a worry because if you look at successful esports games what makes them successful is the developer doubles down on balancing it specifically for esports, which means like yeah. games like StarCraft, League of Legends, Dota, uh, Counter-Strike, and Overwatch. Did I say that already? No. Those are the big competitive uh, multiplayer esports games out there right now. All of those developers balance for the top 1%. Like if it isn't broken for the pros, that's what everyone else plays. And so my, I just have a little bit of a concern that if – Activision does de- does decide to go that route and double down on the esports route. I will feel coerced to go play on PC. So here here's the full quote. Let's just read it here. Uh, he's responding to an investor who had a question. So with respect to PC, which you've asked about, we're committed to delivering meaningful features that are bespoke to the PC community, and I'm really excited about what we have to show for them. But I'm going to leave details of those for our gameplay premiere, which is going to happen on May 18th, and we'll have some additionally, obviously exciting. News on the game overall at that time as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what's interesting is they're thinking about not see not letting you go and figure out your macros or whatever. It's we're going to put some stuff in there that's going to be bespoke for you. And they have Blizzard on their team, so like they they know how to implement what the community wants. Yep. Uh, one other thing, like uh, we do this in Twitch a lot. We have like commands. If you want to see what your primary is, you can do exclamation right. primary. It tells you to load out the drops on your roll. Like that stuff's just going to be in chat on PC. Yeah. You can just hit it. I think that'll be awesome. Yeah. You know, just like sharing that information or like 
I assume you can do the same thing, have a plug-in that looks up a player's information yeah. right on your game screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I assume. So I think stuff like that's, that's awesome. That having to go into a menu, it can just be there yeah. in text form. So I think that's the thing. I don't think it's negative, but I guess my fear is that it feels like, yeah, the PC might get so many cool features that may not come to console. And that's like, ugh, you know, you kind of just want that to happen. That's just the way that it is, though. And again, like, that's where I, I feel like we have a bunch of folks that are now playing on console, you know, talking about, like, oh, no, the PC Destin, like, yeah, <laughs> he's cracking up. If you guys heard it, we're just going to throw it out there. <laughs> Destin had a teleprompter uh, that he had in his <laughs> hand, and it dropped. It's not well, a big deal, well but he's done. trying not to yeah, break. I guarantee you no one heard that. It would have been fine, fine in 10 seconds. <laughs> he's uh, staring at me, and he totally broke. It's like the yeah. SNL, like, you I broke. needed 15 seconds, and I would have reset. <laughs> Marty with the pen. Oh, I uh, Get back to my point, please. Yeah. Oh, God. Woo! Shake it <laughs> off, everybody. So, no, uh, I was just going to say, like, I feel like, look, we don't play on PC as ton. I know you play Counter-Strike on PC, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. But we heavily play Destiny on this, and, like, it's not a bad thing when the PC has, like, features necessarily. But I mean, the point is we need to have that other perspective. Fun, but it is if you're the console player, because no one plays Counter-Strike on console. Like, that's the thing is, it is on console, but you're a moron if you're playing it on that. Whoa! <laughs> like, John Finnegan. Like, no one does that. That's such a, a nice terrible. Guy. What about a game like Team Fortress where there's a huge console pre- Well, there is a console presence, but a yeah. lot of people play on PC. It's well, again, okay. it's not wrong. That's, I disagree that's the with thing what is. you're saying. Is well, you enjoy no, 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 it, no, no, who cares? You got to be difficult when you get into that water. Overwatch right now is pretty good on all platforms. But we're talking about esports and competitive communities specifically. Right. If you're Again, like I would say the same thing. If you want to be a pro Overwatch player and you're playing on Xbox, you're doing it wrong. Like you have to play on PC. And I'm just a little worried. If that's your goal. If that's your goal. And that's what I meant. Is where again, we're talking specifically yeah, if you about want to be competitive an esports players pro, you, here. I agree with that part. The difficult yeah. territory you get into when you said it the way you did is I don't want the console players to feel like they're dumb because they alienated, want to play on console right? or alienated. That's kind of but that's what I mean that's, is like if there's this shift in mentality on the developer side to what Destiny is, like at its core identity going forward, then console players might feel alienated because all this focus is happening on the PC right. front and none of those features are coming to console. Yeah, Blizzard's PC focus. Yeah, and right? they'll exactly. ju- and they'll just Justify that by being like, well, the game is what it is on consoles. You're cool. If you so, want to play it there, that's cool. But actually, really, all the cool stuff's happening over here. That kind of sucks for console players. Gonna, I just kind of worry as a console player that I'll feel left out. Well, guys, let's yeah. talk about consoles for a second. We had somebody call into speakpipe.com slash fireteamchat. It was Big, Baddy, Big Daddy Teej. Mm-hmm. And uh, he suggested making the D-pad mappable. Oh, so, great idea. Yes. I mean, uh, if that was our solution on console, how would you feel about that? Four commands at your disposal. Honestly, I think great. that that was a feature that we should have had in Destiny talked 1. About like, that. It yeah, does – in PvP and in PvE, it does emotes now. Like yeah. I would kill for it to just you be heavy, yes. heavy on the left, burn yeah. heavy. Like, oh, my God, that would be so great. Yeah. yeah. Stuff Even like just that. four extra commands that you can map to whatever you use most would be – infinitely more useful yeah. than what it does now. It would be interesting if there was an esports uh, community on both the console side and PC side, and something like a mappable D-pad could change the game a little bit. I remember very early back in Halo 3 when it came out, MLG was releasing all their settings, and it was really odd because they changed the speed of the game. So if you remember, do you remember playing Halo 3 way back when? Were you in the yeah, e-sports? totally. They actually put the speed of the game to like 120% or 125%. So going back to regular, you know, Crucible, wow, regular PvP, yeah. <laughs> Crucible and Halo. Um, but yeah, it was weird that those MLG settings changed the way the game felt. That's my concern. Yeah, I you mean, know. that's, that's, again, that's how esports work is counter strikes. Yeah. If you play regular matchmaking 5v5 in competitive counter strike, the round times are two minutes. 
But in MLG play or in competitive play, esports play, it's actually 145. Yeah, and they started like, forging things and changing the positions mini, yeah, of overshields and like, all that other stuff. The maps yeah. are also tweaked. Like it's it's optimized and specifically balanced for competitive play, and that's how esports yeah. games thrive. If it doesn't do that, then they don't really work as well. And yeah. my worry is like if Destiny wants to make it work, they're going to have to do that. Right. And then that alienates the rest of the community who likes the casual so aspect of it. Could it. be good and like bad. Me. Yeah, we could get the PC version, which would allow people to feel like, okay, you're specifying these specific things for PC, but bring them to console too. Like maybe that could be one of those yeah, things. Yeah, so I mean, I was going to say, we're kind of framing it like this is almost a bad thing for all the that's console players. Saying, okay. And I want to say that's not necessarily the case. We just worry because we're console players. Now, what you just brought up is really interesting, which is that all these, well, that, but also what if this renewed focus and interest and higher engagement on PC drives Activision to do similar, if not the exact same things on console? Mm -hmm. That would be really, really cool. That's true. That's true. All I know is that the Overwatch community seems happy on whatever platform they're playing on. So I don't see Destiny like going on some dark path where it ends up alienating one of the one of the uh, platforms, for example. Uh, The other half of the Activision call that was interesting was about the content pipeline. This had to be uh, like really great news for content creators. They canceled Uh, everything, right? I heard they canceled everything. (laughs) There is no content for (laughs) Destiny 2. Here's here's the full quote, you guys. Uh, Destiny's engagement has been the best best in Activision's history, and we now have a lot of confidence that we're going to be able to keep up with demand with that steady stream of great content to sort of keep pace with our players' engagement post-release of Destiny 2. So as you know from our past, da, 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 da. basically they're saying they're going to have didn't release enough before that PR thing, blah blah blah. Yeah, uh, they're going to regularly release content throughout the life cycle, and it's something they've addressed a few times. And uh, this has to be great news. Like, but Destin, how come all that content isn't already on the disc? For sixty dollars. I mean, that's probably the the first I'm comment that people are going to say. That's <laughs> yeah. just what commenters the first thing who don't you think play of. Destiny yeah. before you even say see what's the on the time. disc. You yeah. would think that. Uh, I mean, they <laughs> also said their their number one uh, skew that's selling is the one that's bundled in with DLC one and two. So. Are we going to, from a revenue perspective, they want that franchise to make money for them. So how would you guys feel if the content pipeline is going to be like one DLC release a quarter, basically, until Destiny 3? To me, it makes more sense now because the expectation for what Destiny 1 created is set. Like before it used to be, hey, you're buying DLC and it's just maps. Now it's like it's PvP content, it's PvE content. There might be some, you know, miscellaneous things that get tossed in there for free. So Without playing it, it's hard to be able to establish, you know, hey, this yeah. is what it is, right? So now the mean, expectation with Destiny is huge, and that's where they need to have the roadmap. Early philosophically, on. one content pack a quarter sounds awesome. One yeah. new thing every three months, depending on what it is, right? Like you said, depending on and what price is right, though. Fourteen ninety nine. I mean, I would say forty dollars. Like they're saying, how about this? Yeah. Let me yeah. put it out there. Free. Great idea. <laughs> well, that was the thing. Uh, hey, it we, worked for Halo. Well, yeah. no, for Destiny, for Destiny, the microtransactions that we were spending at the Eververse, we were told that that was going towards the free content. We did get a few free content updates. Mm-hmm. That so, was a lie, I'm sure. Well, no, it wasn't. They released free stuff, but it was a little you, weird. You don't Legion know. Triumph is free. Yeah. Now, yeah, but I mean, Age of Triumph ways, is not like anything. It's they could have content. not updated it. Well, I mean, I'm talking about like a House of Wolves. I know, but like, it is Age of Triumph free. Everyone enough. had the expectation that, that Eververse thought. microtransactions would lead yeah, no. to things like House of Wolves being free. 
And that's I'm almost certainly not the case with but, Destiny 2. But it's crazy when you think of that we're playing this, you know, all the new raid things. Like, that's a pretty sizable it's pretty update, sizable, yeah. You know? that's a, yeah, that's but, I mean, you say new raid things, like, it's new. It's no, not but new really gear, new. new armor, and new, you know. Well, Sean, it's not like play, one dude like... in the basement, like, built that on the <laughs> weekend. Saying, yeah. You know? And again, <laughs> like, I'm, that took an art team yeah, and, like, massive investment of resources to get that done. Rebuilding the raid is no small task. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is it's not new. New mode. New yeah, like yeah. I would so love Crimson Double. Yeah, like, like let's call it. Let's speculate wildly here. If a new quarterly content pack was, let's call it, three or four new strikes, a couple new story missions, maybe one or two new PvP maps, and like a mode, like uh, you know, uh, priced at nineteen ninety nine, Sparrow Racing League type thing. Yeah, uh, at priced like at ten where? bucks, that would be, or fifteen bucks even or for free. that. And well, I mean, I said free because I'm a huge know, Des- or a yeah. huge Halo guy, I'm and they've done everything free. free. Yeah, I mean, who isn't, right? <laughs> but that's not free. realistic. I just like it as a fan. Yeah. But I mean, that would be fairly priced to me, right? If it was about that size, I think it's going to be closer to the fifteen to nineteen dollar range. I, if it's forty, I, I mean, no, people yeah, are going to buy it, it, but that's too much for that release cadence. No, I well, think I mean, that's. For a month, of, we paid forty dollars for the Taken King, which was every a, four months, a year of content. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So that's a year versus uh, yeah. something we would pay forty dollars for the every quarter. So that would be like too much. Every four months, or would, every, uh, every three like months, right? Ninety nine mm-hmm. is the model. Uh, yeah. So much. I would, I would remember, right? Like this is what I've been saying for like years now. I feel like, but Destiny Two lives actually be under. Years. Well, yeah, but it, <laughs> no, I think it is. But what I always talk about, right, is Destiny Two lives under a whole new. Infrastructure, supposedly. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a new engine or pieces of it. We don't know exactly, but seemingly it's faster developed. We've heard they want to do that. We'll also, we know about Moon Studios and Vicarious Visions. We also know Activision, right? They have a strategy with Call of Duty where three, four publishers, five publishers working on it. So hopscotch. So they have a DLC strategy yeah. that they need to meet for their investors. There's always people working on something yeah. bigger. And we didn't get that in Destiny 1. Mm-hmm. The live team was about as far as you got. Now you have whole new studios, right? Shaders, loot box drops, you know, for Overwatch, uh, whatever. I think we're going to see that world. So, oh, I was going to get it. I think you'll see that $20 mark. I think you'll see some free updates as well. Um, like the same way, like, um, actually, refresh my memory. Do you guys know for Overwatch when they did like the holiday skin packs? Were those just free updates, right? Well, you can buy the, it's loot boxes, right? You buy Right, the but they were free. And you get them. And Destiny yeah, had some. It's of that. like you can earn them or you can buy I know, them. but the point is you can earn your gold and buy them. But I think think you're going to see that blend. You're going to see the whole SR, or not SRL, but the free holiday update type things and hopefully see more of it. Shaders, skins, emblems. Uh, then you'll see actual $20 drops. And then I just think too, that's where I hope we do live in a world where it's not just, you know, a strike, a raid occasionally yeah. and a new map. I think Hopefully there's more to it at this point. I, I, if the DLC is uh, hefty enough and like interesting enough each time and it's $20, then I might be okay with it, but I have to see what that content is. If it has a raid is. in it every time, how would you feel about it's it? It's not going to have a raid in it every I know, but time. if it did, how much would you pay well, for it? Well, for me, I would re- – if the narrative is as great as they say the it's going I to be, say. the campaign, yeah. Yeah. I they don't then play. I might be super interested. But think about it, Sean. I mean for the most part, besides like Halo 5, previous versions of Halo, and I'm trying to think of you know other games, but Titanfall, I, I raid every Titanfall did free content as well. But for the most part, it's only PvP maps and a couple modes that get released, right? So yeah. if you think about the fact that they're creating whole new PvE, maybe – raids maybe you know custom loot weapons there's a lot of stuff coming in 20 bucks mm-hmm. 
I mean, yeah, we don't know that any of that is in there, but no, but it's like if you think, if like you Fran think said, like point, there's right. a lot of opportunity for them to do a bunch of different things and package it in a bunch of different ways. Yeah. Like you're right, we well, will see. Yeah, your forty. We'll see your forty dollar yearly big content. We'll see your twenty dollar hopefully quarterly. Maybe yeah. we'll even see free sort of like cosmetic cosmetic only weekly or bi-weekly stuff yeah i think that's a good potential strategy now it's hard for me to understand right now right but yeah like an annual bigger release you've got maybe i was thinking more like three releases a year maybe not four um i think that that feels about right uh and doable when you have multiple studios so anyway i, I remember paying for dark below and at the time it seemed totally worth it Which and then i played 20 it 20 bucks yeah. yeah, but then I played it and I sort of like, oh wait, this felt a little stripped out of the yeah. game. On trials, that was one the best did ever. But <laughs> under the structure of now, what Destiny is, and that's why it's really important. What is the base game? You know, if there's already so much in it that when you add something, it sort of complements everything. You know, that can have value that's hard to perceive right now. But know? now at least we know what Destiny is. Prior to it coming out, you know, it was a shooter. Now it's like nobody thinks that Destiny is just a shooter. You know, you wouldn't classify it as just a shooter game. So when you're trying mm. to compare it to Call of Duty, well, but if is that's it all though? you play as Crucible, sure. Yeah, because it's not really. What are you just doing a when you raid? Don't do any of the platforming. Uh, yeah, but no one okay, score challenges like these. You're guys. right. It is a lot more than just a shooter. But when you call when you classify the game, it's yeah, it is a shooter. Well, right? I mean, it is a shooter at its core. But think about what they were even branding it before. So what's you Borderlands? Would, yeah, shooter. PG shooter. I mean, it's not These are just weird. that though. That's too. And I think you guys simple. are arguing. What is, is the primary? Okay, but you yeah. were getting into the weeds with how For we sure. discuss to classify games internally at a place like IGN. You're right, but I mean, real question is, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. It's quite. an interesting. It's an interesting <laughs> yeah. point. It's like when you called who was it? Right? Who was it? Who was saying Uncharted Three is a shooter? James Duggan. Uh, yeah. yeah, like <laughs> he is right. Yeah. You do a lot no, of shooting in that game, right. but it's not a shooter. No. But that's, right. anyway. that's the issue. Yeah. yeah. So you I do a lot of RPG. I feel like I'm about mechanical. to make a food analogy. You better move. Oh, on you are. Right. Yeah. So there, there was one other topic. Uh, the Activision call was super interesting, and I got this big block quote here from uh, Hirschberg. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's just some of the stuff that came out of there. Uh, also, today, we wanted to talk to CJ, who's a dad, about the ESRB rating of Destiny versus. Halo, for example, that came out many years ago. Uh, You're a huge Bungie and Halo fan. Yes. um, And Destiny Huge dad. Many years. So real quick quick before we get into it, as a not dad, I don't pay attention to ratings. What is the the rating for Destiny? It's T. Is it T? Okay. And I know very specifically that. No. Hey, so Halo Five so, yeah, was the first was the first T. Yeah. I know that really yes. recently. Yeah. yeah, which is weird. If you look back and you think it's unusual, it feels yeah. like a team game. Yeah, but this is what I was thinking Halo? about the ESRB. Yeah, in general, just the first over ones the all years. had blood. Yeah, the first. Well, th- but even still, it's like you think about what that was in blood, like in two thousand four. Purple blood. Yeah. What did that? Well, yeah. Like? No, I know. Comic but I mean, we were talking is. about Mortal Kombat before yeah. off air. Like, yeah. yeah, that blood is like. That's Spots, not about that's the blood. Violent, that's about yeah. ripping someone's yeah. spine out and like <laughs> exactly, showing it off yeah. to cameras. Versus, no, but as far as the ESRB goes, it was about the blood because on Super Nintendo, they made the blood green and dodged that ESRB rating. Mm-hmm. No blood in Super Nintendo. It was sweat. Genesis yeah. had a blood code, actually. Yeah, it what was the one where it was green then? I thought that was I the Nintendo know. version. No, you're right. It had the mode where it was. Uh, you could turn it off. There was a, a cheat for that, too, I think. Yeah, in okay. Genesis. It, actually, yeah. no, no, you're right. It was the Nintendo version. They yeah, changed out the color of it. Extra yeah. gory. Yeah, <laughs> Genesis is super gory. More blood. But yeah, that's the thing. So 1992 CJ, who played uh, Mortal Kombat a long time ago, it was it was really weird because I played that in the arcade tons. Mm-hmm. Looking back Same. at that, super violent game. Mm-hmm. 
I would never let my kids play that. Now, for full disclosure, you don't let your kids play Destiny, but you let them play Titanfall. So there you go. So this brings up a bunch of other questions. Huh. Well, because Titanfall is like it was about you know robots, and I played through the Titanfall campaign. There's nothing in Titanfall that was like super gory. Obviously, I think a lot of the things like that. Well, no, Except for shooting wasn't. humans. No, you, you literally shoot break people. people's neck. You turn their neck all the way around and split oh, their throats. No, and... but it's kind of like an anime. It's not like Call of Duty where you're like. <laughs> You know, you gouging someone's body. eyes yeah, out. Exactly, <laughs> but no. So Titanfall is like robots. Destiny's <laughs> much more violent. You know, with the smoke when you kill no, people. I, so <laughs> Destiny is a little bit like. Uh, scary in a way. If you think okay. about like the ogres and you know oryx and those kind of things, so I get why that it has a T rating. But Kings to me, it's creepy. Yeah. yeah, it is super creepy. So uh, we were well, just that, yeah, okay. we were talking about this. Like you know, will I let my kids play Destiny? And for the True. most part, Destiny two. Well, so that's the thing. I have not let them play Destiny one yet. Will I let them play Destiny two also? Um, I mean, this is the question, kids. and I think uh, dad. Yeah, you know, I mean, so what? One of my one of my sons is uh, almost eleven. The other one just turned eight, and then I have a two year old. So 11. the two year old's definitely getting into Destiny. That's right. <laughs> what, what grade are you in when you're eleven? That's like uh, grade six, six or seven, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's time, CJ. Uh, it is time. So my besides my biggest fear is him getting better than me, which just <laughs> oh worse. I mean, it is going to happen. A great dad. Um, yeah. So the other thing. As I just just playing first person shooters in general is like an issue. You know, yeah. it, it takes this different kind of mindset to play them. Um, I didn't want them playing until about that age. You're really seeing me play them. But so yeah, to you guys, like you don't have kids, what do you think about? Do you remember even the early Wait, days? Are you going to let them play it or not? I feel like it's yeah. the longest answer I mean, ever. Are you going to make let a play? call right now I mean, on he's the trying show? To decide a yeah, I mean, I, I didn't realize up, that. I mean, I, I don't. This had a point to it. It does. I want to tell it after. I'm oh, very, okay. I'm very against this idea that like shooting in games makes people or gives or like makes them violent or makes them accept violence. Easier than if they hadn't. Well, they're already playing Titanfall. Yeah, like yeah. it doesn't. I don't think. I don't yeah. think shooting. Like, let's be real. Shooting in games is objectively more fun than a lot of other types of like mechanics, yeah. right? Like, it's a lot of fun that's to do. Easy. Yeah, I get your point, by the way, but that's easy to say when you're already desensitized. We grow up in you know the, a world I mean, like power that. Sure. Okay. That's so, the thing is like if seriously. you're gonna. Uh, so so okay. I mean, like some people can, don't know guns very closely. To figure out CJ slider before before anyway, you continue. Sorry, yeah. uh, where does GTA fall? When can they play that? I mean, how is that even a comparison? Well, of course but, not. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Of course no. not. What age can they play it though? What He's that, eleven now. When yeah. can they play GTA? Okay. So a lot of these kind of games are, yeah, decisions. Uh, yeah. It's again, it's a personal decision. It's like they gave the games rating for a reason, uh-huh. but again, within the context of like parent, you know, over. Well, this my dad won't let me play Destiny. I <laughs> he still won't let me do it. Um, but it's yeah. great that you're considering this stuff and actually using the rating system because the rating yeah, system is nonsense. It's like the movie rating system. So there. So he think about plays that. the game. Yeah, he so plays it all for himself. Well, this so, is what I'm saying is like yeah. parenting. I don't think is a, looking at the rating system. I think it's looking at the game and making a judgment Blamo. based on yes, you, what That's you what think is doing. best for That's your kids. The best way to do it. I'm not saying he's not doing it. I'm just saying is like when we're talking about just the trying SRB, to commend CJ. Can you give the guy a break? <laughs> I'm com- job I'm complimenting the guy too. I'm just saying that the ESRB is nonsense. So is the MPAA. Like it doesn't do anything. Supposed to be a guide, but it's by the way, it's supposed to be guidance for parents. Supposed to be. You're nailing it. You're nailing it. Which the parents that just look at the boxes and give it to their kids and. 
looking at yeah that's what you don't do. coming to IGN and to looking a at guy. a review oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen dads buy their kids Fallout 4 oh yeah and it's like here you go 12 year old kid well, and most of those parents aren't playing the game and so yeah. that's the thing they're not playing the game they're just going oh whatever I've heard this game is popular yeah. and even with the rating there going like oh, I'm sure it's fine for well, my kids so, it comes down yeah. to a responsibility thing which is yeah. like parents are like well you can't expect me to play the game and make a value judgment I don't know that oh, time and it's like well you're you're deflecting your own responsibility as a parent like bad parents and then you're blaming the game when your kid does something like oh it's so backwards it makes me angry (laughs) yeah like that's why i don't get it when people are like oh well video games are too violent you're like you're gonna demonize video games when the world is the way it is right now like i think video games even if they are violent which i don't think the violence i mean impacts violence in like a character way for people studies about that people can read for themselves yeah Yeah. uh even if it is true which i don't think it is it's far less impactful than like seeing murders wildly on tv parents are way bigger part of the problem than anything else is what i would say just letting i'm not a parent of games no i mean that's the thing think about movies like avengers how do you feel about all the other parents in the world they're all doing a fantastic (laughs) job But it's difficult. I mean, it's straight up. There's because there's no rule book. Like that's why the ESRB is a rating system where you should be engaged with what your children are doing, but then also be aware that that you know what is good for you may not be good for somebody else. Right? So the conversation so, was Halo One was rated M. Right. Destiny's rated T for teen. Yeah. No, it's in both of them. Yeah. And look, yeah. And looking back at Halo One, is that an M rated game now? No. Definitely yeah. not. And no. that's the thing. So looking at like how much, yeah. you know, if you think about like desensitized we become, Destiny, how many years ago? Yeah, or like For sure that's an M rated game. Look at the and first now, Mortal you know? Kombat, that's M. Look yeah. at Mortal Kombat now, which is like extraordinarily violent. So yes. that was the other thing. I, I actually had this old man moment too, watching the latest Mortal Kombat X. Was that yeah. it? Yeah. Like I remember seeing all of the it's fatalities. You feel you yeah, made you like, made a video that was like every what is it, brutality and fatality in ten eighty P sixty. Yeah. And I watched that and I was like, Oh my god. Ugh. Like yeah. even I, as yeah. someone who is very very, I would call it, desensitized <laughs> to violence and in movies and in video games. I don't care at all. I was watching this and I was like, my God, are kids are playing this? Like, that's insane. Well, it's rated M. They're not Only if their parents are. Yeah. 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 So, but, so, I mean, long story short. answer the question? Yeah, I was say, what is this? So, I, I will. I mean, I mean like, I, what is the question? Yeah, I, the question is, should you, should you let your debate. kids play Destiny as a teen-rated game? And for the most part, I think that's, yeah, that's up to the parent. But, I mean, I think that an 11-year-old at his age, my biggest thing with him playing shooters in general is that they become, you know, they're very addicting. <laughs> Yeah, really, yeah, CJ? Yeah. Says the guy really, who uh, AM Destin and CJ plays trials, trials yeah. an awful lot on the weekend. <clears throat> so I do want them to appreciate other games for the genre that they are almost before they go there. Like they're playing Zelda Breath of the Wild right now. Love that game. They're playing mm-hmm. a bunch of those other games where I feel like getting them into these kind of shooters, they'll almost omit those type of games. And that's my bigger fear. Mm-hmm. Um, What's because- Zelda? See? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I no mean, way not Zelda's even tea, probably. Right? Yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not what's sure. What's below actually. T? Is there a G? What's the oh, you, you PG kill goblins by everyone. drowning them. So, I mean, yeah. Oh, but, it's e. yeah, E for everyone. So, yeah. so wow. even that. So even just thinking about those games, and for the most part, I've even like gone through the ranks saying, hey, before you play these 3D oh, games, you got to actually like, you know, Sorry. play the old school NES but, games, play the Super Nintendo games. So there's like a, you want them to experience those things in a linear kind of I, way. I think that's where you need to ask yourself what uh, your kid is going to get out of the experience, and yeah, yeah, like that's a great way to look at Zelda. I think like, Zelda's a great game. It's like got real like problem solving, puzzle yeah. solving. Yep. It's exploration, but there's like you know, the cooking, the memorization. The it's got a really nice variety. And yeah, like to that point, 
what do they get out of Destiny? Certainly dexterity. Yep. Uh, there's definitely problem solving and rage. Strategy, but, execution. But you're right. It gets to a point where it's repetitive maybe and then that is where it's like maybe you want to make sure they I mean, try other stuff. Like puzzle games, honestly. I think kids don't play enough. They think they're boring. So but true. Yeah. They are not, really like useful. They're yeah, really Tetris, great. Tetris, man. One of the, yeah. Still one of the greatest games. Mind I mean you've been playing – we've all been playing shooters probably since we were very young, right? I yeah. would say we all turned out right. I think it's more about implementing the right values with your kids and less you about – to show your shirt. Yes, I am. Oh, my gosh. What is happening? I got it. Oh, chihuahua. What a troll, dude. Oh, I was like, what is he doing? He's showing off his serious conversation. Brand's camera. <laughs> you blew it, producer uh, in the back. And uh, Destin's showing uh, Boom. <laughs> Little Destin L. There Very we nice. go. I like it. Wah, wah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, Wait, can I get the that. shirt without completing the book? <laughs> no, you got to do the book. Destin's got his the little, whole uh, thing. Yes. You got the what colors. Can you get this? We're going to complete those. Blue, bright, bright blue, oh, true blue. Man. Yeah, awesome. very subtle, Destin. Very subtle. Yeah. Way to derail the conversation. <laughs> yeah, we're right back to the super serious conversation. Yeah, Destin yeah, yeah, yeah. gets. Yeah, says. I'm just saying. In some, it's more about implementing the right values and with yes. your kids and what they should be taking away from games than what they're playing yeah. specifically. Because yeah. I've been playing shooters since I was like four. I think I don't know. When, how are you when you're? I mean, how what grade are you when you're like so five, like kindergarten and stuff? When I was five, right now, but I mean, like, <laughs> what, what was the first shooter I played? Had to have been like Goldeneye or something. Yeah, we're like. No, I'm crisis like or something like uh you know. I wouldn't call that a shooter though. Like Doom or Wolfenstein, like PC. Okay, but shoot. Oh, but I mean, like first first person shooters. Yeah. What was yeah the first first person realistic? Yeah, would have been like. Time like crisis, Time Crisis probably. or Goldeneye on console, somewhere around there. I would have been like seven or six. Yeah. And like Call of Duty one, Call of Duty two, maybe. No, I'm too old. Yeah, no, I wait for the back. Mine was uh, yeah. mine was Wolfenstein probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like Doom. Doom and Wolfenstein. Yeah, Doom. 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 Yeah, yeah, I would have been like five when that came out. Yeah. And I remember playing that at like my mom's work when she had this. When she's a doctor, I'd go to her office and hang out while she was finishing up with patients after school, and I would just play on her work PC because that was where. It had. That's the thing, like almost pre ESRB, like nobody even really knew what the ESRB was in those old no. days, but even Doom, when it came. Yeah, out, but like right? Doom and Wolfenstein for that time, and even now, are very violent games, oh, and they turned sure. out fine. And I think it's because I had good parents. I think it's in the absence of good parenting for sure. things that have maybe a tinge of bad influence become more amped up. Yeah. Mm. And again, non, non-regulation non of like hours and what they're doing online. You guys are really good about yeah. that. Yeah. And there's a bunch of things that to be like – CJ's playing all the time. 12 right? hours yeah, only. And that's the thing. <laughs> they, can't, yeah. they can't get on because – 45 minutes, on. guys, and that's it. Daddy's <laughs> got to play. Yeah. But I think that's the bigger issue is a lot of parents who are not gamers, and this is beneficial for me, is that I, I know what the games are like. I'm usually playing them far in advance, so I don't have a problem with certain games that I know are going to be okay. But for the people who aren't, yeah, it's a serious like challenge. And Your kids want to play with you? Yeah, and so this is what I joke is that once they get to that point, like I have a trials team set for life here. Like we get the <laughs> get the dexterity up and get Charlie and Isaiah in there, yeah, and I'm sure yeah, they'll right be. Uh, I'll have like the squad of three. Yeah, I was gonna say I on. I think a great way to approach it is like whatever. If your oldest, your eldest is ready, play it a little bit with them, but say oh, yes. we're only playing together. That's our sort of our time to play, but he can't play it on his own maybe, and you sort yeah. of you, that way you really can monitor it, yeah, um, and make sure he's seeing the right stuff and doing the right stuff. Also, online communities and all that whole other discussion whole other um, problem actually a little dangerous you know suddenly they're getting influence from people online and I so mean, the sequel even seems to deal with death in some very yeah, we don't know if the oh, sequel yeah. is yeah, sure. um a little more 
gory or real. Yeah, so from a storytelling standpoint, I'm less concerned about those things. It's, yeah, playing online, unsupervised, and all those other things, which, again, it was really weird. For the people who tuned in last week, I did stream for the first time. Yeah. I did some PvP late at night, and I think there was somebody on the other side of the world who joined in, and I was like, yeah, sure, why don't you jump in? And I was we, a kid. Yeah, of course, we sent him a private match, and he's like 14. Oh, yeah. Right here. Hi, CJ. Hey, guys, thanks. And I was like, the squeaker. Okay, here we go. And so, again, everybody then instantaneously goes into PG mode. And yeah. we're all pretty good. Like, I'm a PG kind of guy anyway, so I don't usually drop any swear words. You are Canadian. Game, and I am Canadian. But it is weird that even in that context, you go, okay, how old are you? Yeah. Your parents know your play, yeah. and then you start you, – everybody does that, yeah, even if they bad. don't have kids. Like, as mm-hmm. a dad, for sure. Yeah. But even the people that I were playing with were like, okay, guys. But then, of course, this kid is sniping our faces yeah, off. Because he's, he's, like, he's so good. Oh, <laughs> I just uh, want to, like, curse and swear so out So I produced a bunch of the other shows here. Good shot. Yeah. On NVC, Pear brought this up. But, like, he was playing Mario Kart with his kids. And if you've played Mario Kart, that game can be really – Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it feels like – it looks all cutesy and fun yeah. and stuff. It's it's like Mad Max when you're oh, yeah. playing online. Like it is so intense. And he's like, even he, even he can't, uh, like fully hold back all the time. And he'll drop like swear words here and there and stuff. Yeah. So you got to be worried. About, I mean, that's one thing that I am not. I am not envious of any parent nowadays because, like in my day, you didn't really have to worry about other players talking to you because yes. online hadn't been developed really you had to go uh, to an arcade you had to go to an arcade yeah, or about real people if you were a pc guy like <laughs> yeah. me you only could talk trash at uh like land parties yeah. <laughs> which you had to unhook your computer bring it to a physically yeah, yeah, different location yeah pay an entrance fee and then play for like the whole weekend but, but i love talking trash i mean that's yeah. one of those things i do pvp late night with people like oh, the yeah. future and bill zach and yeah. even stev who beats me all the time i love talking trash it's a total part oh, it's it like totally is yeah, it's just like a it's, it's part like, of the game yeah, it's, it's a psychological thing to do and i don't mean any ill will by it at all i think that was the reason why when they eliminated proximity chat from halo 2 <laughs> oh, yeah. part of me died i was like i <laughs> loved going in there for those flag kills going yeah crouching on the guy and knowing you're within like 10 foot range and they could hear you and then your voice drops out i was like oh i miss that so much but yeah it was, it's fun so the, i mean proximity chat for destiny 2 that would be oh bring it God, back be yeah. so put it cool. on if it's possible i, will, I, I would <laughs> i would love it i would so love it good. as a titan like coming yeah. in with a superman dive being like hello <laughs> surprise yeah. Dude, <laughs> you have like so a nice. soundboard <laughs> Oh my god, it'll be shoulder so charging me. Yeah. And oh gosh. And just the sticky folks. That's the PC oh, mod. I would love it. Yeah, exactly. We'll have that on a quarter shoulder charging friend to be like, sect! Yep. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Any yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There you go. That's like, fun, man. Like that adds to it. But yeah, I mean, you get those kids who are way, who are way, or not just kids, but people who are way too into it who can ruin the fun for other people, or especially if you're like, if you're worried for your own kids. Yes. So long story short, We'll let my kids play Destiny 2. I might even let them get started on Destiny 1 in the next little bit. Mm-hmm. The issue is, no, thinking about it now, it's like, they can't play on my character. <laughs> so now I'm going to have to like buy another PSN account, yeah. do yeah. another like, thing. Yeah, I, mean, setups, I, I think to bring it full circle, like Destiny of the shooters is probably tame, right? Like There's parts Overall, of it that are creepy yeah. and in terms of its like creature design and stuff. But as far as violence goes, it's not ultra-violent. Yeah. Um, you're not like... Like you mentioned, Call of Duty, running up behind people and snapping their necks. Yeah. It's not at Very all like Mortal Kombat where you're like pulling people's scary. spines out and yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, she's a little creepy, but she's a nice person. Yeah. And is she? Come on, she, she gives you yeah. she gives you raisins. She gave you her ship. She's turn. Her eyes are bleeding. She, she let her. She let you destroy <laughs> her so, ship. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, but yeah. So long story short, yeah, I think 
totally going to let them start into Destiny 2. Maybe Destiny 1. Uh, I am excited, though. And I, I do think, again, the, the game being rated T for teen also helps sales a bit as well. I mean, it's the same oh, thing with like a PG rating and an M, you know, an R rating. Movies don't yeah. gross as much. Yeah. That's the thing. So I get it. And from that standpoint, you know, it's kind of like the Disney version of shooters in a way. You know? so. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure you check out our top 10 features that we won in Destiny 2, produced by James Duggan. We had a lot of input. Don't That's worry. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we talked to him quite a lot. A lot of those bit. features are things we've discussed here on the show. Definitely. <laughs> uh, that is it for this episode. So until next time, Guardians out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.